Welcome back into the Sports Plus podcast. It's been a while since we've actually sat here in studio and done one of these. I think the last one was me and Frank in the back of an Uber in Washington. Uh, but we're back here now. I'm Corey Miller here with Hannah Yates, Frank Cusimano, and Mike Bush. we got a full house. Frank, a- Frank took an Uber? Well, I, I had to order it because yeah, I couldn't I, figure it out. Thought. Yeah, and he do, always do orders. You, do you even have an Uber app I do, on I'll your show phone? I do. I'll show you right here. You do? He, made, he always orders <laughs> the smallest Uber possible. We got like nine pieces of equipment, all this luggage, hey. and he orders like a Prius. I <laughs> a mini Prius. Listen, I hope management is listening. I'm trying to save the company money, Frank, you know? Oh, well, that's something Frank has never worried about. <laughs> Listen, I'll say this. Frank is there got, really a limit on how much we can order on the road? <laughs> Frank got progressively better at using Uber as we we went along. Wow. I'll give him credit. He he even had one ready in the morning when I came down one day. So I still think a taxi is more reliable. I don't know. It's okay. We made it. We always got to where we were okay, going. That's, that's all that matters. That's what matters. All right. So the biggest news. We got a lot to get to, but the biggest news just happened today. Vladimir Tarasenko shoulder surgery out for at least five months, pretty much the rest of the year. How I'm seeing this. That's all the regular season at least. I'd I'd be kind of a stretch, I think, for them to bring him back at all at this point. He got hurt last week against the Kings, didn't make the road trip to Boston and Detroit. We were hoping for some good news. We didn't get that today. Just how big of a blow is this, Hannah? But think how fresh he'll be for the playoffs. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean, by the time he's reevaluated, there will only be two regular season games left uh, in 2019-2020 season. So, obviously, it's a big blow for the Blues. Really, what I look at for this situation is how are you going to make up for the number of goals that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to potentially score over the course of the season? Over the past five seasons, he's not scored less than 33 goals per season. I mean, that's a lot of goals to make up. You either have to make up between the players that you have or hope that someone else will come in and and fill that spot. I think the bigger story here is the direction of his career and how this is going to affect it. Now, there's plenty of guys who do come back after shoulder surgery and are fine. But I talked to an orthopedic surgeon today, and he said after two shoulder surgeries, the chances of dislocating it again are like 25%, 20 to 25%. So I just hope this is not Scott Rowland deja vu where we have a guy destined for the Hall of Fame then all of a sudden is never the same player. And if you saw the injury happen, it didn't look like anything. Just like with Rowland's too. Right, exactly. It didn't look like anything happened. The worst part is Vlad was playing really well before he got hurt. He had eight points in his five games before he got hurt, including three goals. He was looking good. That first line was just churning, and now that's all upended, and they got to reevaluate. So who do we really maybe think steps up? There was, uh, it was kind of who was going to get scratched tonight. Was it going to be Sanford? Was it going to be Fabry, uh, McEachern, uh, Blaze been out? But now with uh, with Tarasenko out, it looks like all those guys are going to get a pretty good shot. Uh, maybe not on that first line, but just in the overall lineup. It looks like Robert Thomas might get a shot at the top. Who are we maybe looking to to, to provide some of that offense? Uh, well, go ahead, Hannah. Well, I think right now you kind of rotate those guys around and see how it works. I think Robert Thomas will get some time on the top line. If you're looking towards the AHL and thinking, oh, well, maybe we'll try to pull someone up, I think that'll be maybe a secondary option for right now. See how Sanford does. Obviously, I don't think either, any of those players are going to fill a void no. of 33 goals. Um, so no. maybe you look at someone like a Klim Kostin or Jordan Cairo to potentially come and try to generate some offense. So I think Fabry's going to play with Bozak and Steen. But I think the interesting name is the one you mentioned is Zach Sanford and there's no reason why he can't be a 20 goal scorer in fact after scoring in game seven last year many of us thought it was going to be right now but he didn't have a great camp Hannah you were there Um, there's something that 
just didn't click with Sanford and Coach Berube, and Berube wins those battles, and that's why he sat a little bit. But now he's going to get another chance. He's the guy that could emerge in this. I think Sanford could, and I think he's always going to be a top six type of player at his top potential. I, I don't know. It's just hard to tell. He's been so hit or miss. He scores in game seven uh, against Boston, and you see really these big highs from him, and then all of a sudden he'll well, fall off the face of the earth. Last year at the beginning right. of the season, he might have been their best player yeah. for the first month or so. Yeah. And then as they started to get good, he started to get less time and wasn't nearly as but, good. But none of those guys are going to make up the no. 33 goals. No. That's for sure. However... Braden Shen is scoring more often than he scored last year, and you would hope that maybe Ryan O'Reilly will step up and score. He had a big game on Sunday. Hopefully that'll get him rolling. And Robert Thomas is going to be a 20-goal scorer in this league, maybe 25, maybe 30. It may not be this year, but he's going to play with Schwartz and Shen, too. Overall, let's just talk a little general blues here because we haven't talked about them on the podcast for a while. It's been all Cardinals. Pretty good start to the year, but it feels like it could have been a lot better because we've seen them blow four two-goal leads now. They were able to salvage that one uh, against uh, the Red Wings, but the other ones they lost in overtime or a shootout. This seems to be a recurring theme, and they got over it last year, obviously, winning the Stanley Cup, but they just can't put teams away. Well, it's that dreaded two-goal lead. It's just It's insane. true, I guess. And it's <laughs> not just the Blues. It's everybody, but... You're right. I think, um, in general, I think we're a little disappointed in what the Blues have shown us, even though there have been a couple of good moments. I don't know. I just think you go to the White House, you have that ring ceremony. Exactly. Right. There, there's going to be a little bit of yeah. a Stanley I mean, this Cup is, hangover. When, when we had Cam Jansen in, and he was filling in uh, on Channel 5 for you guys when you, when you were gone, he, he talked about the Stanley Cup hangover. Because, you know... If you are out of the playoffs, if you don't make the playoffs, you're done in April. The Blues played all the way into the middle of June, and then it was Stanley Cup victory laps, one after the other after the other, and they went right into the next season. So to not expect a hangover, I think, is naive. Yeah. Right, definitely. And you look at some of these games, you take a back-to-back situation on the road. They didn't arrive from Boston into Detroit until 2 a.m. Then you're up. You have to get up early for breakfast, go through all of your training, your stretching, and then you're out on the ice by 1130 for morning skate. And then, I mean, even earlier for that because it was a 4 p.m. Central time start, so it was even earlier that day. It's hard to come back to some of these games. A win is a win. Um, but I think it's just going to take them some time yeah. to get back into the full swing I'm, of things. I'm totally cool with the Stanley Cup hangover, yeah, by exactly. the way. That's, uh, that's no exactly. problem here. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to a little more depressing uh, topic. Um <laughs> The Missouri Tigers football team. Oh, my God. Uh, listen, you know, I, I guess I should know this by now. Uh, and I, I can't imagine how people who have been watching this athletic program for, like, 50 years feel. But they set you up for expectations. And then in just the stupidest way possible, they're, they're going to let you down. Two losses in a row, Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Two games you can't lose if you're Barry Odom and the Tigers after already losing to Wyoming in game one. And they just look it, – it's a mess. And, and I want to hear from Frank on this because you've spent a lot of time with Coach Odom, and you were very hopeful about this season. You felt um, even before the Wyoming game, you felt maybe they could be 8-0. Uh, Heading it, into Georgia. There yeah. was That's what we that all kind of – Yeah. And, and they're Now are they going to win another game? Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's a couple of things here. First of all, uh, with the quarterback, Kelly Bryant – uh, I'm not going to put it all on him, but he hasn't been what I thought he would be. That that was a major strength you're disappointed with. The offensive line 
where you got guys who are going to be drafted has been a huge disappointment. And then on on Saturday night, their defense didn't show up against a third-string quarterback who had one of the most prolific rushing days in the SEC this year. Who was a wide receiver not that long ago. Yeah. Right. So outside of that, everything else is fine. <laughs> Do they win another game? I don't know. Arkansas is not great. Tennessee. Uh, they've got a, Tennessee's getting they've, better. They've got a good pedigree against Tennessee the last few years. Barry likes to rub it in against them a little bit. Here's the thing. Is, is, I know that everybody wants to fire him, and they want to start putting a list of can- coaching candidates uh, together right now. But you just got to play this thing out. Maybe he continues to beat Florida. Maybe they shock everybody and beat Georgia. But you almost have to win those two to probably keep this coaching well, that, staff intact. Th- that would be something if they could somehow beat Florida after losing to Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Yeah. I was at that Vanderbilt game. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I think attendance is also going to be a major Ooh, yeah. factor oh, yeah. in Jim Sterk's decision here. I mean, if they go 7-5 and five and nobody's in the building in the end, who knows? I bet there's a lot of resale tickets on there right now because before the season started, people probably bought up all those Florida tickets thinking it was yeah. going to be a big game. Yeah. And now, uh, just back on Kelly Bryant, I think he's had more passes batted down at the line of scrimmage than any quarterback I've ever seen in this any season. Any six foot four quarterback it's in history. Insane. Yeah. I don't know. It just happens way too often. Kentucky, a basketball school, has beaten Mizzou in football five straight years. Mizzou's been in the SEC since 2012. Kentucky's won five of those matchups. You can't do that. That can't happen. It's completely um, unacceptable no. and also seems like a lack of effort just overall because there's not a complete lack of talent. There's potential talent. You have guys like Alberto and then Kelly so Bryant. Who, who I hoping, don't even know played in the last you, two you games. You couldn't even right. notice him, but the potential is there. We've seen what he's capable of, and all of a sudden you just don't even yeah. notice him on the field. Yeah, I don't know how Coach Dooley could devise a game plan where it doesn't have Alberto, Alberto touching the ball ten times. Yeah. Yep. You, you, this is what you, you – maybe if he takes two, two yards behind the line of scrimmage and catches it, just let him touch the ball yeah. like ten times. He's special. You get it in his hands, you don't know what can happen. Uh, let's move on from Mizzou. I'm, I'm too sad talking about them. we got to move on. Um, Cardinals, kind of a wrap-up here. Uh, we haven't really uh, debriefed from the season. This is the first time we've sat down since they were swept by the Nationals. We won't go all uh, history on that because we, we know what happened there. I don't think anybody's too surprised that they ended up losing because we knew the Nationals were kind of on a roll and we saw how this Cardinals offense was going. But I think everybody is surprised at just how dominating it was by Washington. I know I am. Well, and then the question is, what are they going to do for next year? Because if they go into next year, I mean, Ozuna's gone. If they think Carlson is his replacement, and that's the only thing that they do, uh, they're in big trouble. Um, so, And Adam Wainwright, I, I, I don't know if he's coming back or not, but if he does come back, now he's a year older. We don't know what we're going to have. I mean, they, they've got stuff to do because that offense clearly – clearly uh, well, is not good enough to, to go to the World by Series. By the end of Game 4, we're all kind of sitting there like, how is this team even here right now? Right. At least that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. It's one of the reasons why Mike Schilt may be the manager of the year. If you can get to baseball's Final Four with an offense ranked like 22nd out of 30 teams. Right. I mean, impressive. it really shows just how important base running, defense, the little things have been because that's what he preached and that's what they were best at of anybody in the league and yeah. they ended up winning the Central. And they, they have to add a dynamic offensive player, whether it's Moustakis or Josh Donaldson, you know, something well, along those lines. wait a second lines. here. Now, we've discussed <laughs> this off, off the air. Moustakis in place of Ozuna. That is not an upgrade. Well, you, he has you, a higher OPS, and he hit more home runs. I, I'm telling you, it is not an upgrade. Moustakis strikes out a lot. 
It is not an upgrade from Ozuna. Well, if, if you do Mustakis and something else, that's one. Well, thing. that's not your only move. But what's the other move? Well, um, here's the biggest thing I see. Who are we bumping out? Because they seem committed to everybody at right. their positions right now. Well, either Dexter Fowler or Matt Carpenter is probably going to end up losing a job here. And I mean, sitting they on the bench or on a different team? You, you can't go into 2020 with those two penciled in, I don't think. So you're going to have to get somebody to take one of these contracts. Yeah. And I've always, this is just my dime store. So, so what's, your, what's your outfield next year? It's not Harrison Bader in center, is it? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's Dylan Carlson. Um, a free agent, and maybe a, a combination of Rosarina, Tyler O'Neill. I mean, I want more Jose Martinez at bats, but I also don't want to see him try and play right field. No, so. no, 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 absolutely. I want him on my team. As yeah, my fifth outfielder. He, he's a, yeah, he's a great bench player who can every once in a while start. That's and if Harrison fine. Bader's your fourth outfielder, that's good. Too. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, if Tyler, I mean, we've never really gotten. We've been waiting for this Tyler O'Neill breakout, and we see it for like a couple games, and it's never quite happened. I, I would be not. willing to bet you all right here, right now, that he is not on the team next year. Tyler O'Neill, correct? You think they trade him? I think for, he's, he'll be part of some deal that they. Listen, they've got enough guys. Out, they've got enough random. Or oh, Tommy Edmond so. could be in that outfield too. That's true. If he, and if he had Mustakas at third, he play it. Or so, does Edmond have to start? Do you guys think next year? Do you think I he's think earned so. that somewhere? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, but I, I mean, with the, with the shortage of offense we saw, and then to have a guy who had a higher OPS against lefties than Christian Yelich, yeah, he can play on this team. Yeah. Every day. What Matt Car? What do you think about Matt Carpenter though? I they all that uh, money and they can't. Oh, go back to your. Yeah, you got my guy here. store psychology. Yeah. <laughs> he and Mike Matheny are really really tight. Um, if Matheny gets the Royals job, they probably need a veteran presence. They have this great relationship. Cardinals pick up some of the contract. They send him to Kansas City. Who knows? So Frank and I talked about this in the Uber because we were kind of thinking the Cardinals were going to lose Game Four and that'd be it. Do we still consider this season an overall success? Oh yes. I, I mean, they made the final result. four right. of baseball. That is a success. Now, the question is: is where do they go from here? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, if you, this is the peak, if then... this is the peak, they're in trouble. And unless they do stuff, this is the peak. Yeah. I mean, they're not with this team that they currently have on the roster. On the roster, their forty-man roster right now, they're not going to the final four next year. They got a lot of work to do, and they've got a lot of moves to make. It's a pretty good staff to build with, though. It is. Let's just yeah. say you put Carlos Martinez in that staff, and then you sign Jake Odorizzi. That's five pretty good starters. That's assuming Wainwright doesn't come back or isn't a part. Would you trust Carlos Martinez to be a, in the I like his rotation? stuff. I trust him more as a starter than I do at the back, yeah. even though the stats say he was pretty good. I, he still made me <laughs> clench up every time I saw him running in. So have you heard Odorizzi rumors? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? You think I, they, they will definitely look. I mean, they'll definitely take a long look at him. Well, uh, they're going to have – I mean, Walk is gone for sure, so that's a that's a spot yeah. uh, there. I think Wainwright's coming back, though. Just the way he – Then that's The way fine, he performed right? and, and then, the yeah, way he talked. Fine. Yeah, then have Carlos come out of the bullpen. That's, yeah. that's a nice bullpen, too. So, so no chance for uh, Rendon. Well, that would be option that one. Be well, they'd have to move Carpenter yeah. and – be willing to take on a lot of money. I don't see how Washington could let him go. Neither He's like I. the perfect teammate, the perfect player. Everybody loves him. How could you possibly let him go? I mean, it's happened before. They let Bryce Harper go. But. Yeah. How do we see uh, – last thing here. How do we see this World Series? I mean, after two games, everybody was digging the Astros' grave. I think it's grave. over. I think yep. the Astros – I think they're <laughs> going to continue that run too. Yeah, I would certainly bet Houston. But if it got to a game seven and um, 
our man Max Scherzer Could feeling go. a little better. That would be, that would be amazing. Some great theater there. That's what I'm rooting for wow. right now to see him come back. I don't know how he's going to do it. It, it would, it would be something if somehow the visiting team won every game of the yeah. World Series. That I don't think that's ever. We've never before. seen that happen before. How about this? We never thought we would see a, a team as inept as the Cardinals offensively, and then the Nationals had their first World Series right. in 86 years. Yeah. And they go one run, one run, one run. Right, right. It's insane. It's no juice baseballs in the playoffs. That's yeah. what's going on. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us for this episode of the Sports Plus podcast. We'll have new episodes coming every Tuesday, so be sure to download and subscribe. Also, be on the lookout for some Sports Plus rewinds with Mike Bush looking back at some classic TV interviews from the past. Thanks for joining us.